Welcome back to The Arbor Effect. This is part two of narcissism. Last episode, we went over red flags and signs and terminology. And in this episode, we're deep diving into why do narcissists pick certain people? How does a narcissist become a narcissist? And a whole bunch of other stuff that I just thought you guys should know. And I gotta say, it was wild watching you guys react to part one. I know so many of us thought that a narcissist is someone who likes to look in the mirror, they're a jerk or something. No, this is a psychological disorder, you know, in line with psychopath or sociopath. And they've just been wreaking havoc on society without us even talking about it. We haven't even talked about it which is why I'm talking about it, to protect you. All right, so without further ado, I'm gonna reintroduce my guests and get right back at it. I got you a therapist, a narcissism expert, Manjit Rupri. You may have seen her on USA Today, Fox, In the Sun, Vice, Stylist, and she sounds like a Harry Potter character. I got you a survivor of narcissistic abuse, Chelsea Karras, and an actual narcissist, Lee Hammock. It's kind of wild the, that narcissism is just kind of coming to the forefront now and we're talking about it. People say things like, how didn't you see that coming? How didn't you see those red flags? And well, I'd never been taught those red flags are red flags. So how would oh. I know? Yeah, I've gotten that question quite a bit. Um, in fact, one of my videos, you know, talked about how I, you know, got engaged to this guy, you know, a month in. And so many commenters said, wow, you're really dumb. You're really naive. You should have known better, you know, all the things. And my response is, how am I supposed to know that they're red flags if I have never seen this kind of red flag before? Yes, which is why we're doing this podcast. And this is why you put out your videos is to warn people about these red flags in advance. For me, even let's say, for example, the first time I was around an alcoholic, I didn't know they were an alcoholic. And people said to me after, how the heck did you date this guy? He's a crazy alcoholic. And I'm like, well, the first few times you're going out, someone having a bunch of drinks is kind of normal. And then you're out in a group setting and everyone's having drinks. So how would I know? And then, you know, it's about the 10th time in when I'm like, oh, I've only ever seen this person drinking that a red flag goes up. And I feel like the same thing happens to people who suffer narcissistic abuse is it's like, oh my God, how didn't you know? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, they don't show you the bad shit right away because then they know you wouldn't stay. They're mirroring you. They're being the awesome version of themselves at the beginning. What attracts a narcissist? So I feel like any, anything attracts a narcissist. I've done a few videos on this. People ask me in my comment section all the time. They was like, why do I keep attracting these people? I was just like, you might be conventionally attractive. I really think that you you don't actually have it written on your forehead that pick me, pick me, that I'm a not magnet. Because mm. you're, you're definitely not going to have that. But really what a narcissist does is I think that they are probably chance takers. They will find people that are kind, Karen. From my experience and all of my research, and even with some of the clients I have in coaching, narcissists are very, very selective. They pick people who they know are empathetic. They know that they are people pleasers. They know that they want to help and give. Yep. And that is what they take advantage of. They do pick the most kindest, loyal, trustworthy mm. person they're testing you to see if you have max empathy because then they can start to manipulate you mm. having been through effed up situations myself i have max empathy my automatic response is you've been through messed up situations 
That's okay. Me too. It's okay. I was just trying to do on to others. Freaking Jesus and Disney both trying to get me. Really, I always bring codependency into it as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm very codependent. I mean, I've had to work a lot on boundaries. So that is when you really struggle to have boundaries, say no. I have yes. a theory, another theory. I also think being brought up Canadian is a huge hindrance because we are taught to have radical empathy for people no matter I what. I am from Canada. I was born and raised in the land of maple syrup. We're known worldwide for being nice. I grew up in it's okay as a necessary personality trait. We bump into you and say sorry. That's who we are. So I've essentially spent my life as a sitting duck for narcissists. <laughs> Yay, I win. <laughs> There's a video of Canadians at a hockey game and the American national anthem accidentally cut out and all the Canadians instantly started singing it, instantly. Nobody thought the whole stadium started singing because that's what you do. We only know the lyrics from sports games. That your flag was still there. Canadians. There's a, a clip of the Olympics and the Chinese flag was kind of hanging down and the Canadian skater went over there and held up the flag. You just, you help. So when someone comes to me, a Canadian, with a sob story, I instantly, oh, you help them. Of course you do. Oh, it's okay. Yes. I, I, oh, I'm not perfect either. Don't worry about it. And I feel like I'm a freaking target because of this. Mm, Canada. Canada. <laughs> so, so that that really makes um, you know, anybody a perfect target. I always say that you can't get career and um, relationships mixed up. Because some people they say, right, I'm um, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I do this, and you know whatever. It doesn't matter what profession you are, but they say, but how can I be a target? There's actually um, a really good friend of mine. She's a a psychologist, and um, she was a target because that's a prize. That's one that, of my other exactly. Theories. They want a prize. They want to take Absolutely. someone powerful down. They, they don't do. Want to take a random bum on the street that's yeah, not a treat absolutely these are evil villains they, they need they, to take I down guess. superheroes i keep saying evil villains so you guys understand the vibe but as we know every villain has an origin story and instead of beating around the bush i figured i would just ask lee his he keeps talking about the shame monster which we know all narcissists have so I wonder what the origin story is. Well, I got a question for you. Speaking of the shame monster, that monster came from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Do you have a triggering memory that you remember happened to you when you were younger? Uh, so I don't have a lot of memories before I was like seven or eight years old. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you guys just hear that? Yes, this is the voice of Nicole inside her head while she's interviewing Lee. I just heard that. You know, mm. I just, I just, I, I really don't. And I tell this to people like I feel like I woke up on my like my seventh or eighth birthday. I, you know, I'm 37 now. I don't remember a lot. It's been three decades. So on my seventh or eighth birthday, I feel like I woke up. But I, when I woke up on my birthday, I knew everybody around me. I knew my brother. I knew my mama. I knew literally everybody there. But I didn't know what I was doing there. I was just like, oh, that's, hey, that's, that's that's Vaughn. That's my mama. Everybody's here chilling. Like what the. I'm just trying to learn my body. I'm just like touching myself like I'm an alien. You know, I remember, yeah. I distinctly remember that day. And my therapist, she, she was just like, something happened Stop to it. you. Yeah, something she's like, really something happened. happened to you. It's because the earliest the earliest memory yeah. I have, it's a good memory. It really is a good memory. We did, we did this exercise in therapy. 
my earliest memory is like me and my twin brother, my cousin Marcus and my older cousin Donnie were like riding bikes around the house. Okay, gotta pause this again. Yes, this is the voice inside Nicole's head while she's interviewing Lee. It's, it, might, it might just be the dumb Canadian in me trying to be empathetic to everybody, but because I know there's an origin story to villains and he started getting into this thing and there's this gap when he's a kid, I already feel for him. I know the things he does as a person with narcissistic personality disorder are not okay and they hurt people and they really hurt people. And I know he's abused a bunch of people along the way, but I can't help think about this little kid version of him and that that kid didn't deserve whatever happened that turned him into this. That's literally my earliest memory. Then she was like, my therapist was like, okay, now zoom out. Like zoom, zoom. Zoom out. How? She's like, just just do it. So I thought about it and I zoomed out of the memory. Cause I I know I've experienced experienced this memory so much because it's a good memory. And yep. I zoomed out. Cause I, I know this memory like the back of my mind. So I zoomed out of it and it looked different. I was like, wait, I can see more stuff now. This is weird. You know, it's kind of like a drone. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the corner of my memory was the adult version of me, like in the corner of my memory, just standing. There. I was like, she's like, what do you see now? I was like, you know, funny enough, I see me right there in the corner of my memory. She's like, interesting it's like she knew what she was talking about she's like she knew she's like get off your bike change your memory up she's like get off your bike and walk towards yourself okay you know, i'm seven eight mm-hmm. seventy eight seven or eight year old me walking up on me yep. and the closer i got to myself the angrier i was becoming in real life like i was literally having a physical re- i was starting getting like chill bumps goosebumps and she could see it she was like you okay i was like i don't know i'm just getting angry as hell right now and she was like why I was like, because there's something like, like my, my, the grown version of me was standing in front of a door and she was like, oh, there it is. She's like, the, the adult version of you is protecting your inner child from something that you experienced before you were seven or eight years old. Behind mm-hmm. that door is some pain that your adult version of you, the, the narcissistic part of you is protecting your inner child from. You don't want to experience it again. Your mind is blocked it off. And I was getting angry. I'll start crying. And she's like, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and wake up, you know, <laughs> go ahead and snap out of it. Yeah. So I don't mean to look at you like I'm studying you right now. No, you're good. No, listen, I get it. But that's, uh, that's exactly what I've, I've heard consistently. Mm-hmm. And I have dated some narcissistic people. I've done business with some narcissistic mm-hmm. people and they all have a very similar beginning that there was some very traumatic pain point at a young age, usually prior to seven, uh, some of them know what it is, some of them don't know what it is, but it's so traumatic that they still get physical reactions from it. And that's kind of where the shame monster gets born. And mm-hmm. they spend the rest of their lives trying to not experience shame anymore. Yep. And if that means taking down everybody else along the way, they're going to do it. Um, which I don't want to divert for what we're talking about. Cause like, <laughs> no, that's super powerful. And I really like, I really appreciate you sharing that. that I think that's really important for people to hear that. And yeah, I do think that we should have a level of empathy for narcissists, especially ones trying to figure shit out. Uh, do you believe that you will ever figure it out? Um, I, so <laughs> sooner or later, I do think so. After, you know, ther- more therapy sessions happen, I do think that I will figure it out um, sooner or later. It's just like you have to be able to face that monster it's just like literally my it's, it's kind of like i have a six-year-old son now he was like four foot tall and what, mm. 65 pounds and like he's literally facing me and i'm a six three two forty and i'm just like 
He, <laughs> what football team are you on? <laughs> it's like he did. My son doesn't stand a chance against me. So that was just like, that's how I feel against the the my memory. That's how I feel against that. Like, there is no shot at me winning this battle unless I have some type of weapon, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just like, sooner or later, I just feel like the inner child will be strong enough to kind of, you know, doesn't even have to fight. It can negotiate its way around the, the monster that is me. And we'll get in there and figure out what happened. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just kind of like you don't want to know what happened, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you, you feel like, oh, I, oh, I know what happens. Like my so yeah. my body, my mind knows what happens. That's why I get a physical reaction. I I know what happened. But like my conscious self talking to you right now, I don't know. I can't tell you like mm-hmm. the body. You know, there's the book called The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, yeah. I and I told that. my therapist, I was like, you know what book I'm reading next? She was like writing in her notes. Like, I like the body keeps the score. And she's like, stop. She, you, know, you know how like in the movies, the pencil breaks like. Yep. <laughs> and she looked, she kind of looked at us she's like, mm, hold off on reading that. <laughs> you know, she's like, don't read that right now. Because I think she understands the dynamic because after this is after that, you know, the exercise. I think she thinks I'll have a, some kind of mental break or something like that. She's like, just. Wait a few more sessions before you start reading that book. So I start reading Psychopath like Free. Working out muscles, right? Like you can't like work at heart of the gym over and over yeah. and over, or, or your muscles will actually tear. Yeah. So like you're building up the emotional muscles for that. I think that's awesome. That's yeah. really awesome of her to be able to identify. Yeah, that. she stopped. She stopped writing her notes, and she's like, mm, you know what? So, don't don't do that right now. In my experience, I felt like the narcissists that were around me were inflicting pain on me to get away from the pain that's real that they yep. actually did experience from other people and that I, I almost became like the scapegoat. It's like, yep. if I can hurt you, then I don't have to address the actual pain in my life. And yep. I'm just going to keep hurting you and hurting you and hurting you. Cause that's more fun. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. And it, it is a lot easier. And I, and I tell people the way a narcissistic person treats you is not a reflection on you and who you are It's actually their external presentation of how they're feeling inside. How, or why do you think narcissism is being brought up as a topic now? Do you know, I, I think that really, I mean, what I say, which sounds very strange, I think narcissism has been around, I think, since humankind. I think we're so lucky now there's um, social media. And I, and I think probably over the last um, maybe 10 years or so, I think there's a lot more being shown around that if you've experienced narcissistic abuse you once you find out what it is you become an expert because you want to understand everything that happened to you i didn't i didn't i i i I was a collector a connoisseur if you will and a narcissist connoisseur and it wasn't until the last one that i had experienced that i was like okay no no i need to i need to actually understand what this thing is because I'm seeing patterns, but I keep letting them in because I'm like, oh, you have a sad story. Come here. That's okay. Don't do that. So some of us don't realize the first time, like I said, I'm a connoisseur. I have been a narcissist collector. As Taylor Swift says, I don't love narcissists. They love me. (laughs) So much information that we're so lucky to have now. The same knowledge that's out there for empaths and codependents and victims and survivors is available to narcissists as well. They get they there's a lot of narcissists that I talk to that, hey, I'm a victim. And they tell me that story. I'm like. You wait, you're the victim? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I I left my wife for her best friend because she wasn't doing like whoa, 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 what? I'm the victim. She didn't give me sex. Like 
and they have the language. This is what I've noticed. The same inf- information that you is available to you is available to that toxic person. That's, that's why I just tell people. It's just like it is a people send my videos to that person. Like, look at this. This is you. I'm like that is. You could be setting yourself up for some more manipulation by sending my videos to somebody because they'll look at it and just like, you know what? I'm the victim in this circumstance because this sounds like you. And if you are listening to this person, you they might convince you that this is you. I've had so many like I do one on one coaching sessions. I've had so many people that talk to me. It's like, well, you know what? My my partner told me that I'm a narcissist. I sent him, I sent him one of your videos and he explained to me that. It was, he was actually the victim. And let me tell you the story. I hear the story. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 what? What you just say? Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, he cheated on me and got he cheated on me and got my friend pregnant. And he spends the night over there and he turns his phone off and he says that I I shouldn't be jealous because he has a family over there, but he loves me. He's gonna come home in the morning. What? And you're the victim. <sighs> I had the goose frog. I like goose frog. Oh my no. gosh! I've I've heard that though. I've heard the well. You're you're the narcissist. You're yep. the narcissist because you're saying that I am. Yep. <laughs> like, wait, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, no, no, they're they're a narcissist. See, they're they're abusive to me because they got mad when they found out that I was doing this to them. How dare they? I'm like, wait, uh, like, how how dare you call me out on the things I said and did? My wife called me a narcissist, and the first thing out of my mouth was like. You're a damn narcissist. What are you talking about? You know, that's literally, I didn't know what it was. I just thought narcissists were conceited, cocky people. I was like, you know what? You're a narcissist because it. I can get ready in five minutes. It takes you an hour. So you're, yeah. you're focused more on how you look than I am. Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. but I thought I that it was an insult. I had, no yeah, idea. it is an insult nowadays. You call somebody narcissist, you gotta, you gotta get ready to fight. You're a narcissist. What'd you say about me? They take they 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 take they, they take their necklace and their rings off. You're ready to fight you. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, here we go. Uh, they don't want to fight like that. They want to fight. They're gonna run a smear campaign about oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I be, I'm so hard at trying to go at them, trying to ruin their lives. Now I'm just like, look, go to therapy. Stop manipulating people because I'm mad. I feel like I'm jealous of some narcissistic people. You're like, but, you're still running amok and I'm over here taking yeah. all the shit for it. Yeah, Look I at my a, comment section. Yeah. I got <laughs> a sh- you know, I, like, everybody, uh, all the other dogs are free. I got a shot collar. I can't even bark anymore. So it's just like, it's just yeah. like, no, I'm, everybody's getting a shot collar now. You are toxic. You are toxic. This is the toxic trait. Everybody get the shot collar. I got to have one up. Oh but, my gosh. Yeah. You're the one who like told on them. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like you told and you're like giving out the info. Another thing that I thought about, I don't know if a narcissist will deliberately go in a relationship and um, really want to I've heard that narcissists will cover those lies like it is treasure. Like you'll do anything you can to make sure that those lies aren't discovered because if it's discovered that you maybe lied, then it hurts your public image. Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. So I feel like when you are deep in a lie, you have to find some truth in it, you know? And that's why when I'm talking to people, I just feel like when a narcissistic person is lying to you, there might actually be a little bit of truth in there to get you to believe it. You know what I mean? If I told you I was going to the gym and I cheated on you that same night, I did go to the gym. I was in the gym parking lot. You know, it's something like that. Like, what? so was I not in the gym? Yes. That's the thing. That, so, that, that, that would turn into the fight. Well, yeah. I 
go to the gym. I wasn't lying yeah. to you. I went to the gym and I also yeah. was cheating on you. Yeah, other things happen. You didn't like, that's why I tell people, I don't know if you've seen the movie I Robot with Will Smith. There's yeah. a, a scene in it where there's like, if you want the right answers, you must ask the right questions. So if you're dealing with a narcissistic person, you have to ask the right questions. Mm. Did you go to the gym? Yes, I did go to the gym. That's the end of the conversation. You didn't ask me, did you? Did I cheat on you? You just asked me, did I go to the gym? So, yes. <laughs> so it's so not you really. feel justified in your answer because you gave the you gave an yeah. answer that was correct. Yeah, I, part of it is correct. I was like, just like this little little dash of truth in there, you know, a little sprinkle oh. of truth, like pep, like paprika. This <laughs> little truth paprika. <laughs> oh, all right. What happens if that they're looking for a high? As well. Ah. So what happens is initially the love bombing, the future faking, you know, this whole life that they want to create with you, that initially gives them a high. You go on a high with them. Yeah, it's a ride. But I, exactly. We're but, Pam and Tommy. We're getting married in four exactly. days. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what happens. But really what happens is the narcissist, they can't sustain that. Because remember, they're, you know, rooted with shame. They're miserable. What a douchebag that shame monster is. <laughs> they have no empathy or they can fake that empathy. But that high eventually wears off. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you here. You've you've pissed me off a few times because yeah. <laughs> I've experienced it. I know, I know. I know. And I'm like, he's a funny dude and I like his videos and I love the education that he's providing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm sitting and talking to one of the guys yep. who's done the shit to me. But the cool part is, is watching you actually process it and be honest about it. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced that before. No. So... so it's freaking cool. It's really cool. So, it makes me feel like the world is changing. <laughs> some, of my, some of my good friends said the same exact thing. They're just like, you know what? I love you, Lee, but you trigger me because sometimes when we're just in casual conversation and I'll give you uh, I'll give you an example and you respond, and you sound exactly like my ex. And I just like, I feel the fury, I feel the fury <laughs> building up in me. And I was like, I understand the dynamic. You know, I get it. And, and pe a lot of people <laughs> lash out of my comment sections. You know, I get it Dang. literally every single day. See, I haven't yeah. really scrolled your comments. I just like, I'm like, ah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you evil demon bastard. Like, you know what? I'm gonna block. No, I ain't gonna block you. Because I, you know, <laughs> You were just venting. I didn't hurt you. Somebody else did. You know, well, I get it though. I'm the, you know, I used to work at Blockbuster Video and people used to take their late fees out on me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'm just the. <laughs> Sir, that is how it feels dating a narcissist. <laughs> You're always taking your late fees out on me. What is that here? I don't even know what you rented. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. That's how it felt for me. Like, I've had, I've had. So a narcissist take a script that they had been saying about another girl and literally just replace it and put my name in the same script after a couple of weeks because it got them more attention. Uh, and I was like, mother trucker, I heard you tell that story about her. What the <laughs> yeah, you take the late fees out. If you hear them say all their exes are crazy, run. So how do you get away from a narcissist so getting away so if you've got children that's probably a no-no but really mm -hmm. if you don't have children definitely no contact you've got to block them delete them from social media block and uh, maybe even um <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and really probably cut contact with mutual friends as well because there could be a flying monkey. You just don't know That's which way they're going to sway. Exactly. I yes. noticed that. And, uh, you know, there was a guy who 
he knew dang well who I am and he knew dang well what that other person is like and he went flying monkey at the last second I was like you were getting information from me oh my gosh you just uh, pass on yeah that's that's a hard one is like that's cutting it, all that absolutely but then like, if you, oh, you're being petty why can't we exactly. I, be friends with both. I don't want to pick a side well one of the people here is abusing the other so exactly. you should want to pick a side absolutely. if you're getting your yeah. like, exactly and uh, if you don't pick hard. a side then i gotta go exactly absolutely but then you've got the stalking type Mm. that will really i think that that is probably the you know there's different types of narcissists the main ones are the overt the covert but the malignant they're the stalking types they are they have the least amount of empathy mm. they really kind of um have this rage they can be violent so I think that they're the types of the worst. So how do you get away from them? Because sometimes it could be that you have to change your identity, go to another country, run away. But it's quite, it's very, very, very creepy, those types. I, of I have a Not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I have a theory. No. My theory is the more we do shows like this and get the red flags out to people, and expose the behaviors that narcissists have, the less power they will have because more people yes. will be able to be like, oh, you're trying to make me be a flying monkey towards that person or yes. you're love bombing that person. No, it's not sweet that you guys met yesterday and you're trying to make her get married or him get married. No, that's not cute that you just bought them a $20,000 ring a week after meeting them. That's kind of fucked up, bruh. Like, and then people can start calling it out. I think that that's going to be the new solution. Um, you know, I so much. I mean, I think the more coverage there is, the better that is for people. The more awareness they have. Because I believe that they thrive in the secrecy of keeping their exactly. victims in shame. Yes. And the less shame and the more open we are about what we experienced and helping other people see the red flags because I didn't know them, <laughs> the better we'll be. <laughs> I, I didn't know them. Do you know what I always say to anyone that if they're going to form a new relationship, probably within about three to six months, if not straight away, red flags will show. And stop holding on to the narrative the person you met originally is who they are because they're not. They were mirroring you. They were mirroring you, yes. The, the message I like to kind of end stuff with is like, don't, if y'all see me, don't take hope for me. If you're dealing with a narcissistic person or somebody that talks or acts like, acts like me, don't just be like, you know what, Lee Hammock, I could deal with that. No, you probably can't. Don't take hope for me that the person in your life is going to get better because I this is six years of therapy in what I'm 37, 15, 16 years of personal development. I've been reading Tony Robbins books and Zig Ziglar for decades now. Zig so I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been I've been working myself for a long time. So this is a you know a concerted effort. Thank people, thank 
once you get to a certain level, like the the toxicity goes away. You're like you like it's like you float you float away from the middle class, and then like uh-huh. fucking <laughs> the, the, the narcissists are down here trying to grab onto you. Like no, they're up there waiting for you. <laughs> um, There's more of them up there. There's more. Yeah, through them. It's like that fucking what's that game? It used to just be a, a Japanese game, but. Do you know that game where there's like the spinning things and you got to duck? Wipe out. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe out. What's the higher you get up there? You're like fucking dodging narcissists. Right? And the ball comes out yeah. your face. And yep. It's like a smear campaign. And lie, lie. And then yep. they're cheating. Yeah. it's That's my act out for you. <laughs> it gets heavier. Um, that's, dope. that's so funny. You float up in the middle. Class. <laughs> that's funny shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I wish. I really think that that's what people think happens. All the riffraffs down here, all of these people who are obsessed with themselves with millions of dollars and millions of dollars. Yeah, like, it gets people. better. Yeah, what kind of class Illuminati you heard of? <laughs> that's how you know she gets crazier. Nobody in the middle class is in the Illuminati. <laughs> people see it happening to, you know, popular people, famous people, whatever, and they're just like, you know what? Damn, I thought, I thought it was just me. So, it does help. It's fucked up for everybody. <laughs> Yay. We're going to out some narcissists. Why don't you let us know how we can find you, how people can do coaching sessions with you or therapy sessions with you and tell us about your book. So I, so I, I've actually, I got it here. Yeah. So there's some wonderful reviews. It's called survival guide for toxic narcissistic relationships. It's available on Amazon as a Kindle. And um, and paperback. I love I love paper books. I'm not a big Kindle fan. Same. I love the feel of paper. Very very easy book to read. So it's got a little bit about my story, what a narcissist is. In that, it covers trauma bonding, the narcissist brain, how mm-hmm. it functions, and then you've got the cycle of narcissistic abuse. Um, trauma bonding, divorcing a narcissist, but I'm not going to tell you all about that now, but it's a very, very easy book um, to read. It gives you the basic understanding. I love your videos so, online. You yeah, teach me uh, so much. Yes. You've taught me so much. I I'm love so it. happy. That, Thank well, you. That, that means a lot to me. So you can find me on all the, you know, all the platforms, um, YouTube, um, TikTok, Instagram. I do have my, my self-love journal on Amazon. The the, uh, the I Love Me journal on Amazon. I can't see. Yeah, I Love Me journal on Amazon. This is about self-love and self-empowerment. It helps people heal. You know, it helps people regain their self-love and their self-empowerment typically which is what you lose in toxic relationship because you lose your identity you lose your sense of self-worth and it teaches people how to revalidate yourself you are now a counselor for people who have experienced or are currently experiencing narcissistic abuse and 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 uh you're raising money to create an abuse uh what's it called what are you calling it um, well, it doesn't exactly have a name yet. I just right. want to create a domestic violence slash trauma center yes. uh, for men, women, children, everybody, uh, because anyone can be, you know, a victim of narcissistic abuse or any kind of abuse. Um, I want to create a safe space. There's a lot of places that, you know, are only for physical violence mm-hmm. and or only for women. And I want to create a space um, that is safe for men, women, children uh, who experience any kind of abuse and need immediate escape. A lot of people don't understand that with physical violence, a bruise might heal pretty quickly and there is some emotional stuff tied to that. 
But with consistent emotional abuse, the stuff that comes with narcissism, even though we're laughing about it now because it helps us, helps us feel better. Um, it's actually a lot of times way more damaging than physical violence. I found the best thing is education that once I learned what it is, I felt better about it. And like, I can protect myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's exactly what I want. I want to educate people so they feel more empowered because that's the most common phrase. Knowledge is power. Yes. Can you please call the center? You're not crazy. <laughs> the no. You're not crazy trauma center. Oh, just say that like at the front door when you walk in, all it has to say is you're the best catchphrase. I actually tested the last person that I thought was a narcissist and I told them a few little fibs like that seemed like deep moments just to see if they'd bring them up. And can I tell you that that mother trucker scrunched that in a ball and hurled it at me the second he felt challenged. And I laughed so hard. This was someone in business. I just laughed so hard. And I went, you know, I made that up. I just wanted to see who you are. And now I know it was so good to meet you later. Knowledge is power. These were your red flags of narcissism. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much to my guests. And seriously, if you meet a narcissist, run. <laughs> seriously, run. Just fucking run. Just like, ah, ah. <laughs> like throw your hands up like a cartoon and run. I'm Nicole Arbor and this is the Arbor Effect. Thanks for watching and listening. Keep laughing. Be good to each other in real life. And until next time, whoops, go team. If you like this episode, please go rate and review The Arbor Effect everywhere that you listen to podcasts. It helps other people find us and spread the effect of Arbor. Makes me sound like a weird disease. <laughs> go team. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.